I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Impidimp. I'm not sure if I should be doing this podcast. Has Impidimp been officially confirmed yet? Impidimp was first seen when a demo of Pokemon Sword and Shield was playable at E3 2019. Players could encounter Impidimp, and subsequently videos and screenshots of Impidimp were circulating long before the game's release. Despite this, Impidimp was never announced, listed, or discussed in any official materials, right up until the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield in November that year. During the run-up, it became a bit of a joke among Pokemon fans. Will they announce Impidimp? No, Impidimp doesn't exist! Impidimp itself is a little pink, darkened fairy-type Pokémon. It has big ears and a pointy nose like a gargoyle, and spindly little cartoon arms and legs. A large tongue hangs from its mouth, and tiny little fangs protrude from its top lip. A month or so ago, I encountered a shiny Impidimp in the wild area, which has a delightful mint green colour. Much to my shiny hunting friend Takahiro's annoyance, I found a shiny Dublade immediately after as well. The name Impidimp, of course, comes from Imp. Imps appear throughout European mythology as small, mischievous, lesser demons. The word Imp originally just meant young descendant, but Imp of the Devil was eventually abbreviated to just Imp. One of the most famous Imps is a small gargoyle in Lincoln Cathedral, supposedly a real Imp petrified into stone by an angel. It does bear a passing resemblance to Impidimp, the Japanese name is Beroba. Bero is Japanese for tongue, combined here with Beroberoba, a Japanese variant on peekaboo. Pokemon Sword tells us, Through its nose, it sucks in the emanations produced by people and Pokemon when they feel annoyed. It thrives off this negative energy. And Pokemon Shield tells us, It sneaks into people's homes, stealing things and feasting on the negative energy of the frustrated occupants. Impidimp is just a straight-up troll. In a Pokemon game steeped in European folklore, it was inevitable we'd get a monster based on goblins and gremlins and imps. Much like Japan's multitudes of yokai, historical European myth was rife with similar nasty little creatures, though their depictions were somewhat standardised after J.R.R. Tolkien's comprehensive studies and subsequent fantasy epics. In the same way, Pokemon and other video games are slowly standardising the depictions of Japanese yokai. At level 32, Impidimp begins his journey from lowly orc to mighty Urukai, evolving into Morgrem. Morgrem has developed lankier but slightly more muscular limbs. The small, spiky tuft of hair on the back of Impidimp's head has grown into an enormous rock and roll hairdo hanging over one eye, and stretching down the back like a ponytail slash spear. Pokemon Sword tells us, When it get downs on all fours as if to beg for forgiveness, it's trying to lure opponents in so that it can stab them with its spear-like hair. And Pokemon Shield tells us, With sly cunning, 
It tries to lure people into the woods. Some believe it to have the power to make crops grow. Morgrim brings to mind slightly more dastardly creatures than Impidimp's mischief. Some Irish leprechaun legends involve the creature bowing to lure people into a false sense of security before attacking. In Northern England and Scotland, the Redcap was a monster said to stalk old border castles with a spear in hand, attacking travellers. Even the name, Morgrim, combines gremlin with morgue or morbid. The Japanese name, Gimmo, is based on Gimmo, deception, and Mo, hair. Its hair is a sneakily hidden weapon, so it makes sense. At level 42, Morgrim has one more evolution left, into the truly monstrous Grimmsnarl. Grimmsnarl has swollen into a large, troll-like body. Its nose and ears form a sharp, spiky crown, and fangs burst from its mouth in all directions. In old European myths, Trolls and giants are second only to dragons as fearsome monsters. In fact, in the oldest work of English literature, the epic poem of Beowulf, it is the giant fanged humanoid Grendel which our hero must first slay. Grendel, in both name and appearance, strongly resembles Grimmsnarl. Before Sword and Shield's release, the director, Mr. Amori, talked in interviews about wanting to draw inspiration from British myth, particularly giants. Of course, this translated to the Dynamax and Gigantamax phenomena, but I'm sure their research also inspired this fearsome beastie. Even beyond its already impressive muscles, Grimmsnarl's hair engulfs its body and enhances its strength. While this is, of course, similar to its counterpart Pokémon, Hatterene, and may draw inspiration from Japanese mythology. It is worth remembering how closely imps, goblins, and gremlins were tied into Christian myths in latter-day European folklore. Perhaps Grimmsnarl has a little bit of the biblical Samson to him. The name Grimmsnarl, of course, combines Grimm and Snarl, but it's worth noting that Grimm is spelled with two M's, like the brothers Grimm, who wrote many well-known fairy tales. The Japanese name is Oron, as in, this is an ogre with long hair. Pokemon Sword tells us, With the hair wrapped around its body helping to enhance its muscles, this Pokemon can overwhelm even Machamp. Which feels like rubbing it in a little bit to a bald guy trying to reach Machamp muscles, but never mind. And Pokemon Shield tells us, Its hairs work like muscle fibers. When its hairs unfurl, they latch onto opponents ensnaring them as tentacles would. I never used Impidimp or its family in my playthrough of Pokemon Sword, but like Hatena and Bead, it was tied to a prominent trainer. One of my favourite characters in the game, Marnie, had an Impidimp among her Dark-type team, and at the climax of the game, wreaked havoc with a Gigantamax Grimmsnarl. Gmax Grimmsnarl is odd, its hairs growing out far past its body, and actually giving it much more humanoid proportions. Pokemon Sword tells us, By transforming its leg hair, this Pokemon delivers power-packed drill kicks that can bore huge holes in Galar's terrain. Watching the animations for G-Max Grimmsnarl's kicks, it reminds me of Apocalypse from the old X-Men cartoons, 
who would transform his limbs into various weapons. Pokemon Shield tells us, Gigantamax energy has caused more hair to sprout all over its body. With the added strength, it could jump over the world's tallest building. And I don't even think I need to mention which comic book superhero that reminds me of. Grimmsnarl, Gigantamax or otherwise, is a force to be reckoned with. Dark and Fairy is a unique typing, which counters nicely a lot of the popular monsters. This monster can hit hard when it has to, or be an infuriating support monster. I suspect we'll be seeing a lot of it when competitive Pokémon returns. Grimmsnarl started out as the cute and comical impotent, but it grows into a fearsome beast which pays homage to some of the oldest monsters in English language mythology. And it does them proud. Music for Luke Loves Pokémon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you enjoyed this podcast, and you want to help me be able to keep hosting them online, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash lukeglovespkmn. Just a dollar a month is a big help, and in return, you can listen to episodes a week early. You can also help me out by spreading the word among fellow Pokemon fans, or by getting in contact and having your say about upcoming monsters. The next two episodes will be about Perserker and Surfetched. I'd love to hear from you about those or any monster, so please get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I love Impidimp, and remember, I love you too.